All right, people of the world. We're back for another episode of Citus Livestocks with Cedric Dewan Sola. And, and Mark West. Moonstar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we have a special guest today. Okay. Ma'am, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Stacy Hart. And I am the founder of Edging Bellum Films. Hmm. It's a unique name. So we have her in today and we will definitely find out about her. Okay. Uh, just to catch y'all up again, if y'all haven't tuned in to us before, this is Livestocks. Everything is based upon people who are self-sufficient, entrepreneurial, independent, uh-huh. uh, career-driven, you know, type of people. And how can you achieve what you want to achieve in life? maximizing your worth, you know, and we all about strengthening your strengths, educating your weaknesses. That's what's that's what livestock is here for. So we're gonna get this started okay. by um grilling Stacy. <laughs> oh, that's what you're gonna do first? Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna oh, okay. we're gonna grill Stacy first. So Miss Stacy. Yes. <laughs> what were your first early influences? in life that drove you to want, you know, to be involved in film? Mm-hmm. Um, it would have to be my habit of making every situation into, like, something that's in motion. So, of course, it started off with taking pictures. And then it started off with me actually getting a cell phone and be being able to, like, record moments and, like, raw emotion. So I would say that would have to start in high school. So even though I had these characteristics growing up, it took a while for me to finally like settle in within myself and pinpoint exactly what it was I was interested in. Like even when I went to college, my major was psychology, which is the study of human behavior. And that as I studied like my technique with film, I noticed that I enjoyed capturing raw emotion from people. So I kind of started off recording without people knowing that I was doing it. And then I would bounce back and show them what I did. And they would kind of be like, damn, that's me. Peeping Tammy. You know? <laughs> yeah, like a... I'm joking. I was in disagreement. Voyeur? Yeah, I was I was trying to look for like the pornography term. Like it was a... Like the sexual voyeur. term. Voyeur. It's a voyeur like watching. Yeah. Okay. So... And as time progressed, I started to find if we still use like the sexual term, it would be like exhibitionist to people that would like yeah. to do it for me. But you don't direct porn, do you? Um, I could, but I do not. This I is don't, funny. I Why? don't. This is Why funny. Why wouldn't you not? I haven't yet. I wouldn't. Oh, okay. I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying I haven't yet. Okay. I was going. I was going. I, okay. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to call that. you. This oh. is a little off tangent. I was going to call you and ask you uh-huh. to shoot a scene for me. <laughs> you should me in it. Oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm the only actor I would, in it. I, could, I was probably free. I'm getting off. Okay. Getting out the bed in the morning, mm-hmm. naked, the right. usual, right? Keeping it raw. Mm-hmm. Go take a shit, butt ass naked. That's what people do in the morning. Get mm-hmm. up, look at my shit, wipe my ass, look at my shit. That's the scene. I literally was gonna call you and ask you if you would shoot that because I don't want a guy shooting it. I would have did it, but then I said, you know what. I'm gonna keep it professional and interview first, and then you just said that you 
you. I actually did that before, but it was with a woman. She I didn't saw shit that. though. You, I saw, she the, didn't I shit. saw the, 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 was she white? Yeah. I seen that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walked yeah. out the house and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I seen that. She was topless, right? Yeah, she was topless. I seen, I like that. Thank I like you. that. I seen <laughs> that. Look at Thank you. Thank you. But I'm sorry to interrupt. I just had to throw that in there. Fine. So you you more you more so started off into like voyeurism and things like that. Mm-hmm. Watching when people didn't know I was watching, mm-hmm. which is something that I still do because I just love studying people's little like Motions. You know, yeah. That's just what I like to do. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, um, what types of directors do you like? Types. You don't you know, you don't have to give any names in particular. You can if you want, but what types do you enjoy watching their art? I like point of view types. And I say that as far as the ones that pay attention to detail. Mm. And even like the like I'm with you on that shit. So, visuals is like the first impression. You know when you like the way something is set up, what's in the background, who's in it, how their shirt is hanging, like if a pocket is hanging out. Mm -hmm. Just something like that. Those little things to make you actually watch it and feel some type of way inside. Those type of people are the people that I love. We on the same accord with that. Yeah. So... Mark, you got it. You got a question right now? Oh no, not right now. I'm just listening. I'm getting the info right now. (laughs) Just go. Okay, so did you like the Notorious movie on Biggie's life? From what I remember, I did. Did you like Straight Outta Compton? I love Straight Outta Compton. Okay. Fuck out of here, man. I love that movie. Fuck. You didn't like Straight Outta Compton? Fuck no. I I liked it. Notorious. I ain't like straight Notorious out of was kind of iffy, man. All but it's only because iffy. of the way that they did Tupac, though. All that you know, shit my iffy, all-time man. favorite movie, though. Well, there's two of them. One of them is Pulp Fiction, but the favorite, favorite, favorite mm. one is Belly. Man, the intro to Belly, the to fucking the tone, everything to is see. Belly. Belly. He know what he was doing with Belly. <laughs> <laughs> it was Belly. Okay. okay. All right. So, what do y'all think about City of Gods then? Oh. Definitely. You know what? Somebody came over the other day and Definitely. I was like, have you seen City of God? And the whole movie's in subtitles, right? I don't think so. N- yeah. yeah. It's, 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 subtitle. it's in subtitles, but you don't... You, you don't care. You be so into right, it. And right. I love that. I because, never really noticed that. I yeah, it makes, it, it's it one, makes it's like you read. And play, in Apocalypso of, is one of my you, other favorites. I love Apocalypse. Yeah, the subtitles don't Really, you into yeah. it? Okay, okay, okay. I love that's a good. Guys. That's a good drop right there because that's a. I like that film. Yeah. Um, so back to this fucking uh notorious shit. Listen, before you get into it, <sighs> okay, I don't remember a lot about the well, movie. NWA, the Straight Outta Compton. I, I like that movie. Okay, let me get on that one. But then. that's in its entirety. You kind of have to let that ride. Let me not let it ride. Okay, <laughs> I okay, don't fuck okay. with that. Okay, I feel like biopics. Uh-huh. The black ones uh-huh. are not treated as significantly as the white ones. Okay. If you watch, except there are a few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Ray, let's let's disclose some real secrets. Okay. Let's get raw. Let's tell the truth and be detailed. Bring us back into that time and era. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's four hours. I want to see four hours of some shit I never saw before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to make shit lighthearted and humorous. Uh-huh. Make it real. Make it raw. 
Ray is the only exception. James about, Brown get on up. They made they made this man life like a fucking comedy. Yeah, yeah. Straight yeah. out of Compton, they was doing a shitload of line. Easy E was that nigga. We wouldn't have gangster rap if it yeah. wasn't for Easy E. Yeah. That was Master P before Master P. That but, was dick. That was all them niggas before them niggas. But then that kind of goes with he didn't look. You like know that. the way that they kind of set the movie up, though. You know, like because somebody had to give approval for that. Yeah. And even like you know, uh, watching now like we the Vlad the business side. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about even like watching the Vlad interviews. Right, a lot of that stuff was false. Even like in the movie, right? Yeah, right? yeah, that's what I'm saying. False. I want yeah. if I'm watching a biopic, I need raw, real shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. Dre and fucking Cube trying to look like fucking they superhuman hero yeah. niggas. Yeah, give yeah. us the real truth. You niggas got discovered. <laughs> you niggas got pimped and, and you now you mad. they had made Easy E seem like <laughs> he wasn't a pimp. Yeah. He pimped them niggas, and yeah. that's why they did him like that. Yeah. I, I don't like that shit. I like walk the, the line, Johnny yeah. Cash. I didn't know that nigga was on drugs the whole time. Yeah, but that was I didn't a know Dre uh, Ray was shooting that heroin and shit. Rachel, I ain't know that shit about yeah. him. I was like, oh shit, I ain't know yeah. he was a womanizer. I'm like, women. he blind. Yeah, yeah, nigga was a blind womanizer. Damn, yeah. I wonder what you know. Get, damn, I like. That type of shit. Okay. Now, James Brown, Get On Up, it did give me some insight as far as like, damn, he grew up that hard. Like, yeah. Is I that never movie knew recent? That. That's recent. It's, okay. it's fairly good. It's just the fact that they rushed a lot of errors in it because, you know, this dude performed till his dying day. Yeah. So they rushed a lot of errors. Mm -hmm. They made a lot of things insignificant, mm -hmm. downplayed them, mm -hmm. and they had a lot of jokes in the movie. Okay. If you watch Loretta Lynn, um, her biopic, uh, Coal Miner's Daughter, mm -hmm. that shit was just raw and rugged. She getting her ass beat by George. I'm a country nigga, so I like country music. Yeah. So George Jones was beating her ass, and he's arguably like the Jay-Z of country music. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was whooping her ass, so that's like watching Beyonce's story, and you and see Jay, Jay just smacking yeah. the shit out of her. Like That'd be pretty crazy. That would be crazy. So that's what I like. I like when she said details. Uh-huh. And Biggie, come on, man. And Notorious, these niggas had on Air Force Ones with rock, with rocket wearing <laughs> pants and Sean Johns in the opening scene. When did that movie come out? It came out like, oh, nine, 2010. It was, it was, I don't know, like 2009, 2010. Point, like, it's just like in the 80s, come on. He in junior high, high school, and they got on Sean John baggy jeans, Air Force Ones. Like, that took away a lot of the feel of the film. Like, I, I want to see 88, 89. It kind of made it seem yeah, like it a BET movie Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. People all speak about the pot character in the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's just like all of the motherfuckers in general, even the little Kim character. And I love her on Power. Yeah. She excellent on Power, but as Lil' Kim... No. I think every part character they kind of deflate him a little bit. Yeah, because like, he was so he had so much spunk. You can't yeah. really find that. Then you got um, Faith in the movie. Mm -hmm. She was like some slim model type chick. Faith was overweight. Yeah, I think she I went through a phase overweight. in life where I didn't think Tupac was dead. Yeah, a lot of people still yeah. think he's alive because he is. And I, the next he's thing I was going to say is I don't know if I snapped out of that phase. He's alive. Why? 
He's just not. back then when I was doing the research because I was into that type of stuff, mm-hmm. the way it added up made me believe that. Then the pictures I saw, even though the media kind of like Photoshop shit, mm-hmm. I guess in my spirit, I just didn't believe he was gone. And it's like, they now I don't know if I dropped though. the theory. He's they dropped a the hologram, though. And this guy's like, they got pictures of somebody in like Costa Rica or some shit. Tupac is alive, but his flesh <laughs> is dead as fuck. Tupac as far oh, as me okay. and you talking to each other, you're yeah. not finna talk to that nigga unless you dead. So you saying he's dead? He's alive in the spiritual form. He's all the way alive. He still lives. But Do as far music? as getting popped, he got popped. He got <laughs> yeah, murdered. Yeah, no, he really did get popped. He though. got murdered. Yeah. Like, But I was like you. Growing up, I just... You, say, you see what I'm saying? You said that just I'm like, recently. gonna come back, man. You said that just recently, like, the guy confessed to it. like a, Yeah, I mean, but that was a governmental like a, plot that we'll find out about 20 years from now, just like... Nah, this is Martin. somebody from um, Puffy's camp. Or he said Puffy hired him. But the government will... Oh, yeah. They will showcase... The full... Yeah, their, yeah. their, part, their part in it. Yeah, Like yeah. the sheriff's department. Dre hired that sheriff's department yeah. to fucking knock off uh, Suge. Yeah. Shot him seven times. He didn't die. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, LAPD with Biggie. Yeah. You know, Las Vegas Police Department helped with the uh, Tupac shit. Yeah. Like, people see it as conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Then 25 years later, the government, they open the documents. They have to release the documents and some nosy motherfucker go looking. Yeah. And, and you find out, truth. damn, they murdered Martin Luther King. Yeah. yeah His yeah. family getting paid for that shit. Yeah. Why is it not being talked about? Yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. getting paid. Like, fucking, I'm not saying shit. I don't yeah. want to be next. Yeah, true story. That's how they think. So, yeah, they, you know, it was, yes, it was black on black crime. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X was black on black crime. Mm-hmm. But it was some government involvement. Behind it. Yeah, it yeah. was some um, diversionary tactics mm-hmm. going on to where, okay, he fucked up with the niggas. Mm-hmm. So let's help the niggas he fucked up with yeah. get him the fuck out of here while they're pissed. Yeah. Because if they don't do it while they're pissed, it's chance that shit, it's gone, shit gone smooth and out and you know if you look at any rap beefs they really don't last that long yeah, yeah most yeah. rap beefs don't last that long but if shit get heated real quick then some some bullshit occurs but three four years later mm-hmm. most of the time shit's already smoothed over and it's yesterday so yeah. when it's important people like Biggie and Pac they gotta jump on that shit while it's hot yeah, get yeah, them the yeah. fuck out of here. But yeah. I think Biggie killed himself anyway. I think he committed suicide. Okay, yeah, I that's think, definitely another topic. They, you know <laughs> they say, you know how they say, Pac planned his death. Yeah. You know, he talked about it all the time, and he did the Machiavelli seven day theory and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Well, listen to Life After Fuck, fuck, listening to it. Look at the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life After Death on your second project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then on the song when I go to hell and. And Puff Daddy on that t- on suicidal thoughts. He yeah. talking about killing himself, and Puffy is like, "Yeah, nigga, pull that trigger." <laughs> In the background, yeah, he ad libbing. Yeah. yeah, when you gone, he's saying a prayer and shit. I'm like, "What the fuck going on right now?" He did that, yeah. and he said he want to go to hell. And then at the end, he said, "I'm ready to die." Yeah. His first fucking shit was ready to die. I don't like talking about stuff like that. I'm just no, saying. No, no, I'm not saying you. Yeah, but I'm just but saying. But I just it's, be it's, saying, it's, like, thoughts become things. So when you. Why manifest? You know what I'm are saying? Are you suicidal? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had this thing about most great artists have suicidal tendencies at down periods in their life. 
Depression. And I think you're a great artist, so I guess you just proved wrong to that, or you lying to me right now, one or the other. But we're not gonna go into that. So you can go into it. What do you think? (laughs) What do you think about the current state of black film as a whole, from indie to major motion picture? Like just stepping into it, I wish it was a lot better. Because I feel like some of the directors now from like the ones that they put like in the movie theaters, they have the same storyline with Marvelous. different characters yeah. every single time. True story. So it's just like when I go in there and I sit and watch it, I can predict what's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't want to predict what's going to happen. And I feel like back then when I was younger growing up watching movies, that shit was amazing to me. You know, it was like super, super amazing. Even with Spike Lee back then mm-hmm. with the shit he used to do, it was... From the Crooklands to the everything else that he did. Crooklands. Did you see The Blood of Jesus? Yes. What'd you think sweet, about it? Sweet Blood of Jesus. The Sweet Blood of Jesus. Get that the fuck out of here. You know, That's and it was another opinion. one, uh, Chirac. I haven't seen it. So I, I saw Chirac. I, can't get I will defend Chirac. Because I haven't seen no, Chirac. I will defend Chirac. No, you won't. I will defend it. I haven't it. seen it. I will let defend me, it. Let me hear why. Okay, here's my thing. Spike Lee, what were, what were we talking about last week? Brand, yeah. branding, yeah, and yeah, yeah. legacy. And we spoke on Currency's last album, Tech Nine's last album. It it gets people to talk about them. Basically, if you have a radio friendly track, mm-hmm. people talking about you. Music okay. is just ba- major. Music is promotion. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Promoting yourself to perform in front of people to make money. Mm-hmm. So, Spike Lee with Chirac. Mm-hmm. What he did was he successfully got his name back in people's mouths again, like on a major topic type of thing, a controversial topic, Mm -hmm. which is what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Then he reenacted an old play. True. I watched that movie. Mm -hmm. Every line in that movie rhymed. People think that shit easy. Yeah. It rhymed and it flowed. Mm -hmm. Okay. But... He fucked up a piece of his legacy with it, but mm-hmm. he didn't fuck up his whole legacy. It's just like Currency last album. Okay, fuck that. Yeah. He got all these other classics. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is, when we see a Spike Lee movie, X, as Stacey mm-hmm. mentioned, Crooklyn, do the but right thing, like pre, get on the bus. Pre two thousand. This is pre two thousand, okay. but after two thousand, he dropped one that I liked, which is which is Red Hook. That went. That was 2013. It was all right. I didn't really like. The, I like that. That yeah. that was some real shit. It was kind of drawn out too, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I enjoyed yeah. it with the pastor and yeah. finding out, like she said, no, surprises. That shit surprised me. I didn't know. I was like, why do people fucking ain't giving the pastor love? He seemed yeah. like a good man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but my point is, he has a certain legacy of depicting um authentic shit, like showing you. The real great dialogue. Uh, you might get angry watching this shit in the sense of relating. Uh-huh. Um, what's the other one? Jungle Fever. What's it, the one with Makai Pfeiffer and Clockers? Po- I like that one too. Another good one. Mm-hmm. She hate me. She, she hate me was me. the first one. That was very raw. Mm-hmm. So when you go with those films, they all have this same like Punch. secret formula yeah. that. You know, you can't really put your hands on. And to go along with that, I feel like 
because in the beginning I said I wish it could be better, but I have to go to the positive is that some people are striving to get to that. Mm -hmm. And like you were just saying about the missing formula, Mm -hmm. that's what's the difference between then and now. But I do feel like it can be found again. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some people possess it. I feel like I possess it to find it. I feel like I found it. Mm -hmm. And those people are working towards getting it out there to the people. But I will admit back then watching it, I don't get the same feeling that I get now. Which one? I kind of feel like it's the, like how to get away with murder, which is on TV. I don't know if I talked to you, but we mm-hmm. did talk you about did, that. Yeah. Cause that conversation went all the way somewhere else. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of the black directors now are on like sitcoms versus in the movie theater. Even Debbie Allen. She does a lot of sitcoms. Mm-hmm. She does Jane, the Virgin empire. This is a great black female right. director, but with Chirac, I'm saying that people wanted a classic, meaning what his name is built off of. Like you want a classic Dr. Dre but sounding you know beat. People change. And the way he might have like saw things before, just like with your vision, like when I was younger my vision wasn't this bad and like now I need my glasses. I'm just, that makes sense going in a weirdly way to this, but maybe the things he used to see before he, something inside of him didn't want to be like the old Spike Lee. Just like with Kanye, people be like, oh, I love the old Kanye. You know, maybe he decided he felt a different way. He wanted to portray his thoughts in a different Mm -hmm. type of genre. Maybe. Spike Lee, on the other hand, I'm going to finish this I just thought on Spike Lee and Chirac. That's mm-hmm. what I was just talking about. Yeah. yeah, you were. You were. People wanted a classic Spike Lee interpretation of Chicago. They wanted to see like a clockers, but, but in Chicago, like to even... see the realness of the environment yeah. and the real ruggedness of it. And they, they felt like he spoofed it because it was rhyming. They performing at the concert and everybody doing this shit like a choreography. You know, the crowd all at the same time, corny lines, but over the top. I think that that's what made it bad, though. Right. Is because it's something that's realistically going on in the world. Right, right. And the fact that you Because it's would, satire, so... Yeah, and the fact that you would sit up here and not depict it to where people would look at it and be like, man, I feel hurt for Chicago. Because you know I felt I felt hurt once he hit you with them numbers. Like, when I you feel... Sit- you seen them numbers at the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I like, I feel like I watched the movie and I understand totally what he was saying. You know what I'm saying? As far as just look at like the death toll and all that type of stuff. But as far as the way that he depicted it, I just feel like it definitely should have been depicted in a totally different way. To like how you said with the with the Ray, you yeah. want facts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he you don't want facts. no no fictional made up story. Like I want facts with the Ray. Like show me something that I haven't seen or that. I want to know about Chirac. You know what I'm saying? And I feel that. I just think it's the delivery. Yeah. Because I feel what he displayed was facts. Niggas getting shot. He he simplified everything, and people wanted a sophisticated presentation. Niggas got shot over stupid shit. Niggas was rhyming stupid shit. They was rapping about stupid shit. Was girls doing the uh, no virginity thing, That was the solution. That's from the play. Yeah, I know that's That's from the play. That's why it's a satire. But that's what I'm saying. That kind of... I don't know. That's more of being a pure artist. When you say uh, it's so many movies that have been based upon 
classic Greek plays. And a that lot of his stuff, like the Miracle at Santa Ana, like all that stuff, he's been redoing plays. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. that part. But it's just still like you could have shed light onto that situation a little bit better. In my personal opinion. So you don't think no pussy, no violence? That's what you're trying to say? Um, Because that's not factual. Like, that's not going on in Chicago <laughs> Wait, right what? Is that something that occurred? Yeah, that, that occurred was in the theory? movie. That was the yeah. solution. The solution was all the women got together. And they like, we're not they, giving they, it up right they, now. They, they, they didn't just not give it up. They took themselves off the market. Like, they all the went. prostitutes, everybody. Everybody left. Wow. And the niggas came together like, man, fuck this. We got it. Now that we live in a new society where you have, you know, I don't want to call them. I love women empowerment, Stacey. But it's a current society where you can't fucking keep it real anymore about the average guy's view on women. Pussy is powerful to the average man. Okay. Hmm. So some man would stop doing some shit if pussy just left their life. Period. Like they said, oh, fuck, I'm going to go get something else. Now something else ain't there. Yeah. Well, damn, no, no outlets to get it. Some niggas would change in real life. But with this movie, the, what do you call the women? The Feminist. Women, feminists. They attacked his ass. How dare he make us so objective? Pussy is what men want, but I'm telling you right now, you just give me a pussy like in a box, I still want a woman. So it's not mm. about the pussy. True story. It's really about the woman. And then that's the icing on the cake. You know? But these feminists, I love feminists too. Mm-hmm. I love feminists. But don't be so sensitive at times. You know? In this <laughs> generation. You can't say shit about nobody in this generation. Yeah, you can't say anything right now. About anybody or you yeah. fucking get highly judged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I think what I'm saying is I think it was a success in what he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? But people wanted what they wanted from him. Mm -hmm. And honestly, his he pimp he pimps Chicago for sure. He pimped the city on that film. Mm -hmm. But another thing is if he gave people what they wanted, come on now. What? If he gave people what they wanted. What? That wouldn't have solved shit. (laughs) That would have made some niggas say, man, I'm like Pookie on Chirac. A rapper would have named themselves. After the Chirac I, character. Yeah, I don't think some that him making a, shit. a movie about it would have solved anything as if, you know, it never did. But, I mean, you know, I mean, even when you look at uh, Do the Right Thing, like, it's a message in that movie that's clear. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're going through something, and you could see the struggles that was happening in that city. Like, if I'm not from New York, I could feel what was going on in the city at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, with Chirac, I can't really feel that. You know what I'm saying? Just me being a consumer. And that's what he's good at. Yeah. No, I'm saying I cannot feel that. No, I know. And I'm consumer. saying, but that's what Spike Lee is good at. It's yeah. doing that. He didn't do it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. People wanted a classic interpretation. Like, basically what you're used to him doing. I just wanted facts. He gave like, facts. Not, I wanted blatant facts, I guess you could say. Like an, a real or life. situations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, but I defend him and he did what he wanted to do. That's yeah. why I defend him at it. Now, yeah. to say that I enjoyed it, I didn't enjoy it. I laughed at it because I was supposed to laugh at it, but the facts stayed up here. Yeah. So that's what a satire is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But have you seen Dear White People? Mm-mm. Okay. That's a that's a movie that I like. Because we're talking yeah. about current state of black film. Um, what's another one? 
How about you name some current black films that you enjoy? There is one director that I wanted to come out. Have you seen um Nilly Weeds? Have you heard of G- Gypsy Brew? Her name on Instagram, her name is like Gypsy Bruja or something. That sounds familiar. Is it spelled like heart talk like weird? Spelled weirdly? Yeah, because you know, um Yeah. <laughs> I think like the Bruja stuff is kind of like witchery or whatever, but she is Steve's bio. Was she on Israel? Did she direct it? A black lady directed it. No, no, no. It's a new person. But the name of the movie was like Chelsea, the director. I think she's pretty. Have you heard of Has anybody heard of her? Nope. She's into black film, but. Please inform. Yeah, I like her stuff. She has something coming out, but it hasn't released yet. And I've kind of been writing because I'm like one of the people that's interested, but no one's really responded. But Newlyweeds was a good movie because it had like a lot of attractive black people that look like me you and everybody else and that was some cool shit because i could relate to it it had weed in it it had natural emotion it had shit like couples go through and not like the fabricated shit that looks good for tv Mm -hmm. but like the awkward moments and dumbass arguments i think i should watch it i'm gonna watch it. it's really just save it to your phone so you don't forget after this i'm not gonna forget Mm -hmm. okay i'm for sure not gonna forget so I'm gonna check that out. Um, do you think that um, you know what? You got a question? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, um, I guess one thing that I would want to know is, as a director, what message would you want to convey to the public, or would that depend on the film that you're putting out? You mean as far as my work or advice to them? Your work, uh, as far as your work personally. Like, do you have, like, an ultimate mission or ultimate message that you want to give to people? My ultimate mission is to convey um, therapy through therapy through film. And the name of my mm-hmm. film production company is Edging Bellum Films. And to just break it down, edging is pretty much like, you know, when you touch yourself and it's self-pleasure, edging is the act of, like, masturbating and you're about to reach your peak and come. Okay. But you just don't, so you can just keep coasting. Okay. So that's where edging came from because it's just self-control. And then bellum stemmed from the cerebellum, which is the part of your brain to where it's coordination, um, love, being able to speak, just balance all together. So mm-hmm. that's where edging bellum together came from. I just want to convey therapy through film to okay. get right motion for people and know that anything that I put out is just something that I felt physically, mentally, emotionally, and I know that the shit is just real. I like making stories out of stuff, so okay. whatever's going on is really a story behind it. And it's weird that I get such pleasure from watching people when they know that they don't know that I am watching. Mm-hmm. And piecing things together. So that's kind of like what the underlining theory with my my type of directing is. And so far, when I present that stuff to people, they have a relationship with it, if that makes sense. Like they feel a little bit more. They feel something from it and everybody can relate to it. Yeah. I mean a lot of So that's the type of things. I'm sorry, that's the type of stuff that I will continue to put out. Okay. I'm just very visual. And my attention to detail, like sometimes I just sit and think how everything can flow together. Mm-hmm. 
And when I edit, it's cool because I'll, like, do something and I will literally sit for, like, hours and hours and hours to put something together that's maybe, like, eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Just because every attention to detail is what's so important to me. Okay. So, yeah. So you're a very detailed-oriented person? Yeah. Okay, okay. So where were you raised? I was raised, well, I was born in Cleveland and I left when I was 10 and moved to Houston. So from, like, Fifth grade up to my adult years, it was Houston. So I guess you would say I was raised here. I was raised Cleveland and Houston. I say both. Ten okay. years is ten years is pretty impactful. It might not seem like it, but that's pretty impactful. So I went through that dilemma trying to figure out what to say because in the beginning I would always say Cleveland and Houston. That's true. But I guess it's the way that people ask the fuck question. Yeah, fuck yeah. Just still say both. Yeah, fuck them because it's the truth. So. Yeah. How do you? How did your environment affect your perspectives on you as a whole, which would include your art and include you, your character, your scopes on life? Um, scope on you life. asking from Cleveland still or art? as a whole, Houston, Cleveland? Starting from Cleveland, I would definitely say that it was my family because. My family and friends, because even when I was younger, like my older cousins had maybe had like seven years on top of me, they mm -hmm. would forget how young I was. And I was able to experience a lot of sexuality, which was weird. A lot of like uh, alcohol that was weird, smoking, older people tendencies. Did you hump? Everybody hung. And then I started my period when I was like 10, so... Did you get the pillow and everything? I feel like I I was sexualized <laughs> at a very young age because I was just like into it. Were you five? I was probably around those ages doing some weird ass yeah. shit, to be honest with you. I think everybody was. Everybody wasn't. So I had this white girl like made me show her my stuff and like... <laughs> Were you watching like porn at were you watching porn at five? I wasn't watching porn at five. I was HBO soft porn. No, no, no. Like that's like and video vaginal my entry uncles. porn. Oh, you just said it. We done. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Like the tapes. Let's my uncles had them tapes. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I mean, that's not normal, but I've been there done. So, that. so I think it's normal. I think it happens. I think That's people just don't talk about it. Yeah, the fact that yeah, you can relate yeah, to yeah, it yeah. means it might I not bring be normal. That up. I ask but everybody that question. And do they all people, have some kind of relation? Most people, because you do, your backdrop is how I knew you were going to say that once I asked you. But most people don't have that backdrop. Most people, parents are over them. Yeah, you know, you're not you're not getting their hands on the tapes until later. You start they discovering. didn't know I was getting my hands yeah. on the I mean, tape. I'm saying you're not capable. It was at my grandma's house. house. She had like illegal yeah. like bootleg cables. We had all yeah. the porno channels. I'm saying channels. being capable of getting in that situation. That's what I'm well, referring to. But you know, living in a country though, man, you kind of my people like the other half of my family is from Jeffersonville, Georgia. I'm talking about dirt roads, killing chickens in the front yard, trailer houses. Everybody lived next door to each other, so half of it was like city, which is not normal. He said we not normal. Are you saying that? Yeah, because everybody doesn't stay in the country. Right. Well, besides yeah. the country factor, I'm saying that most little kids are exposed to, like, sexual shit at a young age. That's somehow. true. And they yeah. just might not talk about but it. But as far as the porn and that nature of it, that's, you're in the minority with that one. Like, like mm. real porn. Like, even having that eye to even 
go into like the HBO, like soft. I mean, like I said, I used to do that. Red You're right. Shoes, it's not normal. Red shoes, diaries, and real sex. Yeah, I watched all that shit, but the real porn that I and... was really watching that. You never had the fuzzy channels. Yeah, but you could see a little bit in that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was just going to the, my parents' tape. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, While okay. they was gone. But it's more so like you're not supposed to be at home by yourself at six. Yeah. I mean, because. By yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, it was like. You're not supposed to be. All of my cousins at my six. grandma's house type stuff. Six years old, that's a little too young. Oh, it was. <laughs> to be at home by yourself. You know what I'm saying? While your parents is out clubbing. It dep- I don't know, man. Damn, Everybody has like... different lives, though. But it, that's not normal, right? We can say that's not normal. But then again, I'm like, what is normal? That's the thing that's like that's a me true up. question. Yeah. You that's know, a, that's, that's a, why I'm just like, oh, I agree, but I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Well, when I say normal, I mean basically it's generalizing. If you did like a case study or a poll, it would go into the minority percentage the more so than the, yeah. yeah, it would go into minority percentage more so than the majority percentage. But you know what? A lot of statistics aren't real. That's true, but because I, yeah, I was just saying, I'm a statistic, but majority of my friends never was at home six years old to, you know cooking if they had an older was, sibling if I could climb an on older the sibling maybe I'm saying where the oldest one in the house was is, like is six nah 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 you know yeah. that type of shit just wasn't wasn't taking place yeah but okay that's cool so you you generally say family um, that was then, but when I take it to Houston, that's something else. Because in Houston, it was only like three people relate, two people related to me here. So mm-hmm. when okay. I take it here, that's just me still learning myself and the shit that I was into that kind of molded me into doing what I wanted to do. But really, college, when I went to Prairie View, that's when I got out of my shell. Because it's like sometimes when you grow up, you recognize the things that you're interested in, but it takes a while for you to like zone in and be like, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing and this is what you love doing and this is what you're great at. So mm-hmm. college is when I discovered that. Okay. Um, What is the most practical way that you feel a film director can increase their stock value worth? the most practical Mm. way? I would say um, being smart, being creative, and being aggressive about it. Mm. So which one first? First, I would say it would be the creativity. Then I would say it would be being smart, and then it would be being aggressive about everything that you curated before that. Okay, so, all right. I mean, and when I say, I'll just go into detail. Like, I did a a thing before to where it was like a fear versus happiness, to where sometimes people have these thoughts and ideas, but the thought of someone not being able to relate, the thought of failing, and the thought of it not making sense to someone else stops them from even trying. So, when I say be aggressive, I just mean if you have an idea and you feel like the message that you're trying to get across is something that somebody needs to hear, you have to exile all thoughts of negativity and just fucking do it. So if you want to get some real shit across to where someone can feel it by watching it to where it's emotion through film, like I was talking about, or therapy through film, you have to not care about 
people learning something about you or you being honest. Because sometimes when I direct, I be like, fuck, shit, they gonna realize that I'm into some weird shit or what I'm thinking about and it's gonna reflect off of me. You kind of have to like void all that off and just Mm -hmm. accept the fact that you're being raw and you're being you at that moment. So in order to be the director, you also have to be the the audience that's just vulnerable, you know? Right, and shit. I, I agree with you 100% on your whole view on that. So I understand. Um, what I would say is I think creativity is most important for you as an individual within your own self-worth of how you see yourself. But as far as attaining like a stock value increase with society, what would you say? You still would say creativity first? As far as with society, I would say um, smart. I would say smart because you have to think about what you know and what people latch on to to catch their attention and tell somebody else. Hooking them, huh? Yeah. 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 So you have to be smart in that situation. So all of those flow together Mm because, like, the mind and the speech flow together Mm -hmm. because, you know, the thought came before... I don't know if it's a thought before man or the thought and the man come together. So... Whatever you think, you can't just hold it inside of you. You have to, like, let it exit out. Yeah. And the way it exits out has to finesse through people, and they have to feel it. So you got to be smart for that shit to happen. It's going to exit regardless. You know, so all of these things that you have built up inside of you, you got to finesse all of them. You might as well mm. plan to exit because yeah. you don't exit. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you can suppress things. On and people so who don't exit them... Like, sometimes I exit them, and it'll be in a weird way, whether it's writing or filming or Snapchatting or taking a weird picture, it gets out. And mm-hmm. my best advice for everyone is to just let the shit out, because it'll make you feel yeah. a lot better. What? You know, yeah. it'll make you feel a whole lot better. I do it with my mouth and my mm-hmm. actions. Yeah. Like, just straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's just go for this shit right now. Let's mm-hmm. let's go. You know, so that's real. Um. I look at film in the sense of you need production companies, of course, in order to reach the masses on a large scale. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you are more of an indie film director at heart or a major motion picture film director at heart? Now, I can understand if you want to take it there regardless, but which do you feel you are at heart? I feel like at this moment... Everything I do, I look at it as a motion picture view. But in the family, it would be indie because of, like, kind of just how I feel I portray it. But I can't really separate them because I know what I'm striving to be. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to make it to where, like, I can only get to a certain a certain type of viewers because everything that I do put out there, I put it out there to be widespread. So, you know what I'm forgetting? I'm sorry to interrupt because of my question. Because I, I do. I don't just do one thing. Yeah. I do, like, videos. I do documentaries. Yeah. I do short films. Mm-hmm. So it's just not one It's just not one thing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't take into account, like, within, like, the uh, film world, like, when you say that term indie, mm-hmm. it gives a whole It kind of feels like of, music festival to me. Yeah, no offense to music festivals. That's yeah, not what I'm saying. It, but I don't want to put myself on, like, that, that platform feel, when right, I feel like, right. you know? So I'll just say independent in the sense of 
creative yeah. control on all aspects yeah. of your film versus some big budget company right. like a Sony come in with a few mil. And but say, you know what? When when they do come in and cut all your favorite scenes out. When I I feel like when they do come in. Or even it's not them that come in and I do it myself. I always want to have that type of control. Even if someone comes in with some type of advice for me, I don't ever want to watch it and I not get a feeling from it because it'll make Mm -hmm. me not want to put it out. So I don't know if that's been done before or if it has been done before. Maybe that's probably one of my favorite movies if it has. But I feel like on any type of scale that I'm on, I'm going to reach who I need to reach just because even if I'm not out there, somebody hear about me and Google me. You know? So what do you think about superficial motherfuckers? It's not they fought. Well, it is they fought, but is it their upbringing or is it that they just don't know? Because there's like a percent of us that do know and then it is the percent of us that don't know. But I can't really be around it because I feel like energy is like a huge thing Mm -hmm. and I believe in energy vampires and I feel like if we don't have anything, like if we can't just sit in silence and I don't feel fucking weird or something then we just don't need to be kicking it some people are superficial because they just don't know they just don't know Mm. and some people you can teach them and some people you just figure like why Okay. I don't really know a lot of superficial people because I don't surround myself with them I know them but it's just I know who (laughs) they I know them but Shit. I mean, okay. you know superficial people, but sure. I don't be like in a closed environment with them, so, so they everywhere. Yeah. So you think if you can't sit in silence around a motherfucker, you don't need to be around them. That's how I feel. Because I I pride myself in making motherfuckers feel awkward. Why? Because it opens them up in different ways. I could be what you want me to be around you, so you could be supremely comfortable, but I can't find out shit about you hmm. on the real side of things. The 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 hidden things by just giving you what I know I can give you to get what I want from you. I want to see how you act in this sort of situation. How do you respond to this? Read and react type shit. And also I'm able to show you a side of me that in general, the average person, they're going to show you the, they're going to show you what you're comfortable with. I want to show you what you may be uncomfortable with. That's why I do that shit. That so like that's what seduction. I mean about superficial You said seduction? It sounds like some artist seduction type For real? Yeah. Well, I'm more about exploration. So if I tell you I can do this and you say, you size <laughs> me up and all you do is ask questions, yeah. those are superficial traits rather than just explore. By that's asking questions? About. By probing? By just probing with questions, not real exploration, which is Let's let's get some shit in, mm-hmm. a sample of experience, mm-hmm. and then you go from there. Just questions and defense mechanisms are superficial traits because mm. you really don't know who you're dealing with till you deal with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I feel about superficial motherfuckers. They need to just explore more. Yeah, then, yeah, they do. But it's sad when you run across people and it's just kind of like, how have you not explored at this age? I just feel iffy about people who don't explore. Hmm. That's, you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> Mark West, you got yeah. any more questions? Um, 
Yeah, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Uh, in the next five years, I see myself successful, successful in a sense of health, wealth, and prosperity. And I see myself with a couple of awards and a nice living arrangement and also recognized by people that I've been recognizing since I was younger. Mm-hmm. And Like, what did you mean by that last... Recognizing, I mean, influences. Yeah, I can't even like really state names, but just people that I have seen that have had an impact on me. So, Mm -hmm. all the things that I've put on my vision board that may just be sitting at home, if I look back at it five years from now, all those things already accomplished. Okay. So, um, would you deem recognition uh as more important than monetary gains or hand in hand or vice versa like what what do you as far as you and your stock value do you see yourself as ultimately successful with a certain amount of money or a certain amount of recognition or just even killing it with both i would say both I would say both because it's to the point now to where I just don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to volunteer my services if I feel like I'm not getting recognition for it because I feel like I'm that tight. So, mm. you know, I have I want to fucking travel. I want to see things. I want to see places. So even if it's like someone wanted me to go somewhere to film for them and I'm traveling as a sense of monetary for the stuff that I'm doing for something else, I want to live an exploratory, I don't even know that's the word, I just want to live a certain type of lifestyle as far as seeing different countries, meeting different people, filming different type of atmospheres from music to movies in the motion pictures to short films to documentaries. I want to take it in every different avenue and every different type of life that comes with that as long as it's positive. I want to see what that life is like. I want to see it. Well... Let's put it like this. You can do all that shit and still not get money. what you deserve with the money. Meaning, you could live in a comfortable, you can live a comfortable lifestyle. We, talk, we talked about it last week. I'm going to fill you in. You could live a comfortable lifestyle. You can make a million a year, two million a year, three million a year, four million. You can make 10 million to 12 mm-hmm. million a year off of your films, but that company that's funding you is making 45, 50 a year okay and you're getting your recognition because once again we're talking about maximizing your stock value so you got dr dre we talked about last week he's a billionaire now so to speak michael jordan he's a billionaire there are certain business decisions decisions that they made in which possibly they short they shorted themselves a few billion dollars but yet they're still billionaires Mm-hmm. But they didn't maximize their true, uh, what do they call it, intrinsic value. So I'm saying, are you about maximizing your value in the dollar sense? Like every damn near every dollar you, let's say 100%, right? You're worth 100%. Are you about at least grabbing 80% of your wor- your monetary worth? Or are you more so about a good 10 to 12%? But people know your name. I say the eighty. So you're more on the monetary side. 
I would say the eighties simply because I mean the indie side. I'd say that because even in the state that they're in right now, I'm pretty sure like every couple idea they have, they slowly come up on the come up. So I feel like the ones that did short themselves, their ultimate goal is to at the end be on top. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't say monetary as in it's all about the money, but monetary as in I'm not going to short myself for the recognition just for someone to know my name. But I want it to be balanced as far as you know my name and you know my worth. So at the same time, those two traits rise together. All right. That's great. Um, I don't know if you know that Cedric Dewan is into film as well. I'm into film. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a great approach to things. It's different than mine, but it's great. Uh, I'm more so on the side of things of creating assets independently, getting attention, and then pimping assets on a major scale that are still just as provocative as the indie ideas, just as different as the indie ideas, but are more for the general population versus my concentrated market. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I more so use the same seeds, you know, but in different atmospheres. It's the same seeds, but for different atmospheres. I don't know how mm-hmm. to put it, but I understand what you're saying. And what, I understand what, what you're, you're saying after. also. I just, um, I look at film as something that uh, is the most powerful thing right now as right. far as entertainment is concerned. And in order to, my own opinion, in order to keep that power and that creative control, I feel as though you have to master your landscape first. If we go um, Michael Sarah, you know Michael Sarah mm-hmm. from Superbad and everything? He mastered the Toronto environment before. This is YouTube, indie films, like 12, 13 of them. Hollywood came to him. When they came to him, he had all the power. And you know what? What I just said before was that I feel like as I do that, those people would Google me, which is exactly what you just said. Right. So I feel like right. we kind of came together right. just at that statement. So, yeah. David Gordon Green, North Carolina. Uh, George, he made a film called George Washington. People know him from Pineapple Express. Uh, Prince Avalanche, which was shot right outside of Austin. He used everybody within the community as actors. He paid them, but he took This them. is what I, like, I don't want it to get misinterpreted because mm-hmm. I feel like we're saying the same thing. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is I feel like all those things can be achieved plus more still doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't believe in, like, the statistics. So that's why I say we're agreeing because... Like I said before, I feel like I'm going to do what I do and that I'm so tight that those people will come to me. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, Hollywood or whatever came to him. So I don't want to limit myself to say that indie artists only get paid this amount of money because I feel like I can still be me and manifest and be smart enough and be aggressive enough to get this amount. So that's why I took the 80 over the 10 because right, I feel no, like that's, they, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel that like too. that's possible. I'm definitely on that side mm-hmm. um, where I... The difference that I was alluding to was more so in the approach, not necessarily what I want out of it, 
but the approach, which is homegrown, um, that's pretty much it. It's just being more so homegrown with the approach. Mm. I'm utilizing all my resources and making magic with them. But what part did I say that did, did you not get that from? Well, when you said 80-20, that's more so saying you want a major motion picture to come in, fly you here. Like, I guess, like, our terminology is... um A little bit different. It's a little bit different. Because when I say motion picture, I don't mean, like, it has to be, like, the next... Like, when you go watch the movies and it's, like, the, the previews to what's coming in theaters next. It's, like, mm-hmm. when I do anything... I just already feel like it is a motion picture. Well, keyword keyword was major. That's what got me. Like that's again when I feel like our terminology is mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say major motion picture, you mean like the Lionsgate and um the Sony films and shit like that. Miramax, yeah. I guess in Columbia. my mind, I'm just so. I feel like it can happen. It's to where I won't have to take that away and it can still be that. So everything you're saying, I don't disagree with it. But I feel like what I'm saying, my terminology may be a little bit different, but mm-hmm. I feel like I still we're, we're on like one accord. Because cool. I feel what you're saying. That's cool. You know? That's cool. Um, and I can relate to it. I would never want to take away like the realness and the rawness of it because that's what inspired me to do it from the beginning. So... Like I said before, if I can't watch it and feel a certain type of way, mm-hmm. then it's just not real. So that would never happen if it was a major motion picture. But I believe that I can take it there to where it can still be. Times are changing. Like every year technology changes. The shit that's in the movie changes. Every time something changes. So by the year 20, whatever it is happens, if I'm the first person to do it, I feel like I'll still be able to have that freedom to get it across, you know? Yeah, in business, I don't care what you into, since we're doing livestocks, no matter what you into, you only getting out what you're putting in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? So, mm-hmm. in all business, I don't give a fuck if you're the face of it and everybody associates that with you, you're still not getting what you didn't put in. You know, so I was talking to someone. He asked me, he was like, have you ever put 110 percent into something and you didn't get what you want? And my answer was no, because I haven't, you know, that's the facts. So. Basically, getting the film produced, made on the funding side of things, that's where a lot of people fucked up. Artists, I'm just saying music, Mm -hmm. art galleries, clothing, alcohol. Whatever the fuck people go into, if you're not putting the majority of the funds up to get this done, you're not getting the majority of the funds right. and the outcome. And that's what I'm referring to. And you got to invest in yourself to where you don't even think you're spending your money on some stupid shit. Yeah. Like, you got it got to be normal for you to, like, get paid and, like, majority of your shit go to that because you know this shit's going to pay off and it's because it's your vision. So to all the up and upcoming artists, whether it's fucking ballet painting, film, rapping, whatever. If that's what your dream is and you know that's what the people need and that's what's going to pay off for you, invest in yourself Mm -hmm. Mm because you got to pay yourself first. So, A lot of artists don't know how to do that, though. Right. The crazy thing about it. Right. I mean, well, they they, they, they hoes. Most of these artists is hoes, bro. Most of these artists is hoes. And you know something else? Most of them hoes. Something else, like, 
all the people that we look up to, not as far as like, oh, I look up like Big Brother or whatever, but I feel like when you ask the universe for something, it delivers it to you as long as you put the work in. And all of the people from back in the day to up now that you be watching and you be like, oh, they tight as fuck. They're a human being just like you and mm. all the powers they possess, you possess if you figure out what they are and get the shit done. That's why I'm so passionate and like speaking into future shit that hasn't happened yet because mm-hmm. I know that I have that power too. Like I, I'm going to be somebody, mm-hmm. they somebody, I think they tight as fuck and they fucking did it. So it's already done. You Let's know? get on this whole speaking shit, man. Existence. Back you know? to this, back to this whole shit. So when I say these, most of these artists are hoes, it's, they want, the attention is is something in their psyche that wants the attention right away versus the business sides. Like if you got a pimp in the street, mm-hmm. he see a prostitute, he see value in her. Yeah, he know what she is. But she got to choose up though. He know what she is. Yeah, she gonna he gonna get her right, get her dressed up, get her fixed up. She gonna make a certain amount of income. Mm-hmm. He's taking that shit, but the the Johns they know her. Yeah. So yeah. you get a rapper, the label, they fix these niggas up in jewelry. They got the car. It's all advanced. Yeah. They got the car, got the house, they fucking hoes. They living the life. Yeah. You know, got great credit. Yeah. But when it's all said and done, Ain't got no they way. suing. They yeah. suing their manager because this nigga getting all their money. He 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 the pimp. The yeah. label the big pimp. Yeah. But they look like that nigga. Yeah. And they like looking like that nigga. Yeah. Just like a hoe. Like looking like that bitch on the strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she gets so, surprised about it. Yeah, and yeah. and it it goes into the movie industry too. Yeah, you yeah. know, you got a great script, yeah. a a great screenplay, mm-hmm. can really be something. You looking for that quick buck? Yeah, to and get that's that the shit, shit I produced. hate. I hate that. So where you, like when you see the shit and they have a story and then when the shit comes out, it's just like. What stripped it down. This? They stripped it down. What was this? Yeah. They stripped it down. And they just want to be able to say, I'm a professional screenwriter. You already a fucking professional. It comes from being proficient. You don't... The fuck? Yeah. You a pro before you a millionaire. Yeah. You're not going to be a millionaire not being a professional. It's not going to fucking happen. You... You could luck up and do a YouTube song, yeah. but being proficient is being able to make something that has a demand or do something mm-hmm. and keep a demand at it. Yeah. You might be a natural a natural pro at some shit. I don't know too many. Yeah. Most people need that experience. They need the ear. Yeah. They need the eye. But what I'm trying to say is when I say hoes, most of these niggas rather look like they got some than really have some. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So... Just Most of these niggas getting pimped out here, man. They making a lot of money, but they ain't taking a lot of money. Yeah. That's how these niggas is out here. And it in different strokes for different folks. You want to be popular fast, be popular fast. Yeah. But um, I just like building assets. I'm more the turtle than the rabbit. Um, I know Mark West. I can speak for him. He more the turtle than the rabbit. <laughs> Miss Stacy, she be on a grind, so... I don't know if she's more the turtle than the rabbit, but I I take a guess and say she's more the turtle than the rabbit. What are you? Describe the different characteristics. Well, is it just pretty much simple? The rabbit is fast and turtle the is slow. Ace, well, the it's more of the ASAP fable. The what is it? The hare and the hare and the tortoise. Yeah, it's more of wisdom over everything. 
I would be the the turtle then. Yeah, the turtle is wise, pacing yourself. And I look at those people you're talking about as like clowns, because like even as what you were saying, I had like so many people in mind that matched what you were just <laughs> saying. I was just like, damn, that's them. It's like that sometimes. It's like though. that. You'd be like, damn, like. You don't want to get your money? That's what you got to ask them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I'm about shit. legacy. That's all I'm about, man, because if my name, like we said last time, I know we don't have that much time left, but if I'm leaving my work in my name under exactly. somebody else's name, ultimately, my legacy is not going to be or be projected as what it should be. Yeah, That's yeah. why I stay independent. I don't give like I'm gonna put my money into my shit until it maximizes where mm-hmm. it is. Somebody come, I got something for you. What mm-hmm. I got for you is not this. Yeah, if you yeah. can't handle that, then keep mm-hmm. fucking moving. Because yeah, this yeah, yeah. is for what I got. Yeah, mm-hmm. But what I got for you can make you some shit, yeah. but it ain't this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my approach, yeah. you know? So Like, with that being said, how do you feel about um, knowing what your worth is, but someone, like, coming to you, but they don't know what their worth is, but they want to, like... I'm very maternal, as we spoke on earlier. I more so see, I try, like, it's natural. It's not even me, like, man, let me see if I can find some value there. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a natural eye with me. (laughs) I see... You can people down the road. Like, I see people down the road, like, and I will tell them instantly. Instantly. That's how I do it. So that's how I, that's how I, you know, that's how, even with, like, you, when I, the collabs with the shirts, like, this nigga talking about doing a, I mean, even you could speak on that, you know? First time I met you, I didn't know, I came to you, I said, you do, you do, uh, you do, I mean, the cameras you work with the the photos, the videography. Like, why would you ask me that? Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then I instantly want to work with you, like right away. Didn't see anything. Then once you showed me, I kept saying, I already know what you got. I didn't see shit. Speaking of, um, speaking of, if you go to see my work, since I've been talking about it, to oh yeah, edging, tell them where to go. Yeah, yeah, go to edgingbellum.com. That's just e d g i n g b e l l u m dot com. That's where you can see majority of my portfolio. Hmm. Or if you go to Vimeo, you can type in Edging Bellum. The same thing. Um, there's some nice stuff on there that I think that everybody would like. So, okay. so if you want Stacy, Google what? Google Google what now? Edging Bellum. So. There's nothing else that's going to pop up but that. So it's pretty great, 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 aging great. bellum. That's great. Um, okay. Got anything to say, Mark? No, no, no. I mean, it was nice. I'm man. saying, I it was nice talking, talking with I, you, well, fellas. I, I'm not done. You know, I'm we, just saying, in the beginning, I just want to say it was nice. Okay, because we paid for this time. Speaking with you. Studio engineer NC again. We paid <laughs> for this time. We're going to use all of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got uh, Troy, Troy Bayer. She made a film called Let's Talk About Sex in the Early 90s. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I just thought that shit was, like, very provocative. And it really taught me about women at, uh, it came out in 93. So I was like, oh, so this is, this is how they, it was real. Basically what she did was she interviewed, 
She got a camera, a camcorder. I think I know what you're talking about. You have to. I can't, like, go into detail, but I remember I she saw She was interviewing it. her girlfriends. Yeah. One was the siren, the the basically the seductress. Then the other one was more sexually insecure. And as they started looking at the videotapes, they began So, to, you know what? I came up with a theory, kind of. Do you also think that it's, like, the quality of the movies nowadays that don't make you feel like it? As far as I mean, like, back in the day, it kind of used to be, like, a little grainy or... No. Not grainy, but it's... You said it's something missing, and I'm also still... What is it? Bullshit-ass dialogue. The dialogue is fucking terrible. Right now. Terrible. It's unrealistic. It's not authentic. It's some screenwriter's fantasy of what they want to depict the people versus real people's shit. And the thing is, you could I could depict some real people's shit, but you need to depict those instances that happen every day that people forget about. Mm-hmm. And when they see it on film, they say, oh, shit, that happened to me. Or that happened. Oh, I right. remember a situation. Like, yeah. It's getting that shit and placing that and making it flow throughout an entire film. Mm-hmm. That's why Woody Allen, I'm going to just do this. People, mm-hmm. Listeners, y'all can't see this, but I'm doing both hands going the opposite way. That's how I feel about Woody Finito. Allen. Woody Allen. I, I fucks with Woody Allen. I like Spike, Woody Allen, Charlie Chaplin, Fred I Williams. like Quentin Tarantino. I like him. I like him, but my my three, Woody Allen, Charlie Chaplin, Fred Williamson. Quentin Tarantino is fucking great, you know, but those three are I'm timeless. Yeah, I'm a major Spike Lee person. I love Spike Lee as well. I have him and Quinn in the same area. Quinn's a little bit more well-rounded, but Woody Allen is yeah. 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 can master any sort of genre of a film. He goes into a place that most people don't want to say is them, yeah. but it's really them. Yeah, most people don't want to say it's them, but it is them. Yeah, and that's... And that's with me sometimes, because when I, I like portray shit. it, I have to let the people know that I'm that person, because I, like I thought about it. Hmm. So that's that takes good. a lot of honesty. Yeah. How much time we got left? Three minutes? <laughs> okay. He gave us to keep it rolling. I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to keep it rolling. He did the wheels. He said, wrap it up. Well, Livestocks, episode two with Stacey Hart. Vesta. I thought it was Did you Vesta. say Vesta Hart? How you know? Stacey Vesta Hart. Yeah. Vesta's my middle name. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought that's what the your whole brand was under. Um, oh, my no, 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 actually. <laughs> Did I leak something? Right no, 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 you didn't nah, leak anything. I mean, I didn't know about, I didn't know about Edge and Bellum. I just knew, you know, from. Well, you learned something new. I mean, I guess I we learned, all just exposed. Yeah, my, I, I said my name, that's my middle name, and now you know what my I mean, but is. that's a dope whole name. Like, when I saw the name, I was like, okay. Yeah. See, it's natural. It's Shouldn't real. be ashamed I mean, well, you just put something into into me. Oh, okay. Just double checking. It's well, Stacey Vesterhart. Yep. So we keep your keep your uh what strengthen your strengths, educate your weaknesses, and look to increase your value day in day out. Livestocks like episode two. I What's like up, that. Mark? No, I'm just saying I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. I, you don't want to finish it. You don't want to knock it out the park. Oh, I'm man. just on base right now. Nah, 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 man. You know I'm good, man. <laughs> I mean, it, 
it sounded nice. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Got any last words, Stacey? Uh, my last words are that you will attain everything that you desire. So just keep imagining things and know that they will come true. Hmm. Thoughts become things. The universe. You know what I'm saying? Create your heaven on earth. One thought can result in the full force. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's that. And we out. Peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah.